January 18th of this year, my wife of 25 years went home to be with the Lord. Through this brokenness, I've learned to trust God on a level that I never have before. And I truly did give God all the glory and all the praise for that because only God can get you through something like that. Hello, and thank you for joining us for episode four in Hope Beyond Brokenness. Today, Minister Oliver Lewis of Radford, Virginia, will share a message of hope beyond his brokenness in the passing of his wife of 25 years, Veronica, in January of this year, 2021. This is Stephanie Wright, and along with Apostle Charles Wright, let's go to Minister Lewis's inspiring word of hope and trust in God. My hope uh, beyond the brokenness. In January 18th of this year, my wife of 25 years went home to be with the Lord. She had been in the hospital from November 30th. I brought her home December 28th um, through a brief illness. Um, I also have an 18-year-old daughter. My wife and I had an 18-year-old daughter. It was her senior year of high school. So that was my brokenness that I experienced. And even in the word, God says that he's near the brokenhearted. And through this whole experience, he has um, his grace and empowerment to go through this situation has been awesome. The peace that passes all understanding has been awesome. Um, and even as I shared with both of you last night, the process of what happened even leading up to uh, January 18th over the years, um, God has just been um, a great source of comfort and strength. In 2015, my wife went on dialysis for a kidney condition that she had. Um, in 2016, I got tested to give her a kidney. They found renal cell carcinoma. I had a 20 percent of my kidney removed. Had a partial nephrectomy. 2017, her kidneys had become so large from the disease she had a double nephrectomy. Um, 2018, she received her kidney in June, uh, November of that of 2018. She had to have um, hernia surgery. 2019, we had some other health issues with our parents. Uh, you know, 2020 was COVID. My wife started presenting with some of the symptoms of her illness, and then was in the hospital, and then she went home to be with the Lord. So from January up until um, you know March and April, uh, the even though the Lord brought me through it, the months of March and April seemed to be just the most challenging for me. Um, supporting and comforting my daughter, my 18-year-old daughter who had just lost her mother. She was about to graduate from high school. Um, comforting and supporting her through that. Dealing with my own grief. Uh, my wife and I had a great marriage, 25 years. We were together 28. I mean, I tell people, you know, as I've been going through this process, my wife and I started dating when I was 21. We got married when I was 20, 24, and she went home to be with the Lord when I was 49. I, you know, a milestone birthday, even after she died, May 29th, I turned 50, daughter graduating high school, and, and all of those things that are milestones that you look forward to. And um, facing them that without her was seemed to be quite a daunting task at the time. But I've been saved and filled for 31 of my 50 years and have walked with the Lord consistently throughout all that. Um, you know, the word declares that if the foundation be removed, then where will the righteous stand? And I've always had that foundation of the word. Um, 
through this brokenness, one great thing that has come out of it is that my faith has been that, you know, the Bible says that the trying of our faith work with patience, that patience would have its perfect work, that we would be complete lacking nothing. I've learned to trust God on a level that I never have before. Even when we got bad reports and when my wife was in the hospital, when I I bought her home, um, my faith never wavered. I fasted. I prayed. I went into spiritual warfare for her. My wife went home to be with the Lord on a Monday. But that Sunday, it appeared that we were getting a miracle. My wife hadn't eaten a meal in over a month. She sat up. She ate a meal. It looked like everything was good. You know, like, yay, we were rejoicing in the miracle. And then the next morning when I went, they said she'd had a very rough night and I just knew she was transitioning and the Lord told me to release her and let her go. So I, um, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, my brother-in-law were here and some other close family and friends. And I prayed and I told my wife, I said, um, if you're ready to go home and be with the Lord, Jared and I are going to be just fine. And that was about 11 o'clock. And then four o'clock, I was... Um, I was wiping her lips and her cousin was doing her hair and, and she took her last breath in time. And then she took her first breath in eternity and transition, um, you know, and God really walked me through a process in dealing with that situation. Um, one of the things that that's always got me through a tough situation is continuing to press in and minister to other people and continuing to serve God. I sing on the praise team at church. And so, you know, we had a graveside for my wife. It was the middle of COVID. It was January. Um, the Sunday, she, we had the graveside on a Saturday. That Sunday, I was back on the praise team. I led a song, um, you know, ministering to other people. And, and people seeing that hope uh, beyond the brokenness, seeing that, wow, that, that was a big hit that he took. But he still continued. He still, I still had my joy. I still smiled. I still went on. Um, I work, I'm in the field of education. I was a principal and now I have a new position as the administrator of family engagement for the school system that I'm in. And uh, one of the people that was hired this school year that had known me that long, he said, you know, Oliver, if I, other than people saying that your wife had passed, I would not have known because you didn't change from what I knew you before to what I knew after. So, and I, and I truly do give God all the glory and all the praise for that because only God can get you through something like that. And as I said, you know, uh, Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And, and, and I had to lean and I had to press into that. The scripture that probably got me through the most, and um, even as I was preparing for the graveside service and what the Lord would have me to say and have me to do with the graveside service, um, the Lord dropped. I opened up the service with Psalm 34, where it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear therein, therein and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. And I opened up uh, with that book. Um, so that, um, and then if you, in the message Bible uh, that really ministered to me as I just really, God had, had downloaded this in my spirit. The message Bible says, I bless God every chance I get. My lungs expand with his praise. I live and breathe God. If things aren't going well, hear this and be happy. Join me in spreading the news. Together, let's get the word out. God met me more than halfway. He freed me from my anxious fears. Look at him. 
Give him your warmest smile. Never hide your feelings from him. When I was desperate, I called out and God got me out of a tight spot. God's angels set up a circle of protection around us while we pray. Open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. Blessed are you who run to him. Worship God if you want the best. Worship opens the doors to all his goodness. And I stood and I read that every day for weeks and probably for months and just stood on it. Um, and, uh, you know, the word of God is just tried and true. It's just, you know, he watches over his word to perform it. It will not return back to avoid, would accomplish that which you purpose and set forth for it to do. And the word of God works if you work the word. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. Oh, we just preached a message there, brother. My <laughs> Lord, your your testimony here that you have shared so far helped me to remember the grace of God uh, that I experienced when my mother passed. Uh, surely um, at the time I was 27, but my youngest mm. brother was 19. And uh, and I thought it was a little unfair for my mom to let me say it like this, take off, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and I thought it was unfair, but I didn't have time to grieve because I spent too much time trying to support and comfort everybody else. And um, you made me remember by reflecting on the scripture, refer, re- referring to uh, rejoicing in the Lord at all times, uh, how that during the memorial service, the church was just praising God. And I, I remember that. I, I forgot it. You know, I forgot my pain. And now I remember the, the rejoicing of the saints. And the church was just exploding like they, like, wow. Uh, what funeral are you talking about? What brokenness are you talking about? It was like it didn't exist because it was too much joy and Seeing um, God's one of God's favorite um, between go home because that's yes. ultimately our hope is to yes. leave yes. all this suffering back here behind us and and I believe this in Revelation tells us that there will be no more pain no more hurt therefore rejoice look into the hope that is set before us and endure it. And this really helped me. But I want to ask you a question briefly. Um, God spoke to your heart and said, uh, let her go. And you received that instruction from the Holy Spirit. Do you think that maybe that was where your strength really started uh, in your trust of what God had purposed? for your wife and for you and your family, because I see that the Lord used you as well to be a strength and a comfort to everybody else around you. And it amazed them. Look at the power of God having you having a hope that was beyond even your own personal brokenness to the point where it blessed other people. As I said before, one of the things that, um, when we got some of the 
negative reports and the diagnosis and things of that nature, um, I just immediately went into spiritual warfare. And I think that the fasting and the praying that I was doing for my wife or that I thought I was doing for my wife was probably really more for me and for what I was about to go through. I think, I don't think, I know it was for me because several people commented, like I wrote my wife's obituary, um, you know, handled the arrangements. And we actually just last week, we had a celebration of life for her. We uh, I secured the gazebo in the park and um, some of her friends who weren't able to come in because like I said, it was January, it was COVID and a lot of people weren't able to be there. And I got a group of us together and we sang and praised God. And um, I had several of uh, her former students, she worked at Raff University and several of her former students that were really close to her and had they had written nice Facebook posts. I, um, I had them come back and share their Facebook posts and share their experience about my wife. People traveled to be with us and share in the event. And we had a glorious time in the park. Um, the, the presence of God was there. I eulogized her. Even when we had the graveside, I sang and I said a few words. I opened up the graveside service and my cousin and I sang uh, at the graveside. And truly, it was the grace of God. It was uh, his empowerment for me to be able to do those things. Uh, and kind of like you said, the, the rejoicing, um, because as you know, I walked you through from 2015 up until she went home to be with the Lord, um, you know, had had a lot of different medical conditions. We had had a lot of medical conditions. Um, and God just truly brought us through all those. And my wife uh, truly never complained, never, um, never doubted God, never got angry with God was always very pleasant, was always rejoicing. You know, we prayed together, we worshiped together. We had a lot of time together in the hospital. Um, and I tell people that one of the things that brings me great comfort is we had a great marriage. We had a great relationship. I don't have any regrets. I know that I did everything physically and spiritually for her to be here. I know that, um, you know, whatever her and the Lord worked out, that, you um, that that plan was their plan. And I, you know, I, I, I hadn't understood, you know, a lot of times in the um, resolutions that, that churches send, they say, you know, we bow in humble submission to the will of God. And, um, you know, that thing hits a little differently now than it did before, because truly, um, you know, if I say I'm, a, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord, then this is my path. And this is the path that God had for me. Um, so, and I do, and, you know, um, God is a good, gracious and loving father. And truly he has got me through this. Um, and truly there throughout this whole situation, I, I knew that there was a hope beyond the brokenness. Oh, so there was, there was, um, there definitely was brokenness. Um, you know, I remember probably the process of God taking me, I grieved hard for the first few weeks, but I didn't grieve long. And God really did walk me through that process. I remember the first week, um, you know, I would wake up in the morning, I would be crying. I would fall asleep at night and be crying. I would usually have a cry during the day. And then it's like each week, God removed one of those. And mm. then several Ooh. weeks later, I would go, I would go in uh, a week and I, I would, wouldn't cry. And, and then I had gone several weeks and hadn't cried. And really have not had a breakdown cry when I was doing some things for um, the celebration of life that we had for us. And another believer that um, was at my house the other day, they were saying, you know, you really can tell that you 
you can tell by the way your daughter is handling this the way you've handled this mm. because she's following your lead yeah. um, and she's well adjusted. And, and, you know, I allow my daughter that space to grieve. But I also say, you know, what, we're always going to end this with a praise. You had a you had a mm. good mother. You had a mother who loved you. We had good memories together. And um, just always ending that thing with a praise, because, I mean, you know, to to live is gain and to die is Christ. Um, you know, I told somebody, I said, my wife taught my daughter how to die in Christ. And I said, now I feel like my job is to teach her how to live in Christ. I, I endeavored that my daughter and I were going to kind of continue to travel because we had gotten her accustomed and used to that. And I just wanted to be in a position to hear from God more than anything, because I, it was very important, as I said, that I set the example and be the paradigm for my daughter on how we're going to grieve the loss of your mother. Um, you know, and I gave her her process and allowed her because my mom is still living. So I don't know what that's like on that level to lose your mother. Um, but as I said, we always ended it with a praise. And if we said, you know, daddy, I'm sad about this memory. I said, but we have this memory to remember about mom. Mm. And I'll tell you another powerful thing that, um, my daughter and I were driving in the car probably a week or two after my wife died. And um, she looked at me and she said, Daddy, you want to know the most important lesson that mommy taught me? And, you know, uh, she had me. I was all ears. She said, Daddy, mommy taught me how to hear from God. Wow. And when she said that, I said, what a legacy to leave your child. And mm. for me, that gave me great comfort. Um, it was uh, a confirmation that that my daughter and I were going to be all right for my daughter to share that with me, you know, a week or two after her mom had passed, mm. which is truly powerful. And it ministered, it ministered to me. Um, mm -hmm. And um, I, I, I do. I just I just continue to use the word awe and awesome because those are things that I just. I just stand in reverence for what God has done and, and how powerful he is. Amen. That is just beautiful. What a testimony. You talked about last night when we spoke with you, you said that there were blessings that came after, <laughs> after your wife um, went on to be with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Tell us about how God blessed you after your wife had gone on to be with him? I think one, probably one of the biggest transitions for me was, you know, I had shared with you, it was like the months of March and April were extremely tough. And it's like when May came that everything went from black and white to color, just a new found, truly a newfound hope in this um, brokenness and in this situation. Um, during this time, also the school division that I worked for, I was offered a new position in the division. Um, my daughter and I have gotten closer. I've been able to minister to people about brokenness and about, you know, I serve a God, whether they're saved or unsaved, whatever position they're in, giving God all the glory for everything that I've been through and for what he's done for me and how he got me through the situation. It was his grace, his mercy, his strength that got me through how the word of God got me through. Um, just, I, I think for me personally, the biggest one has just been, um, as I told you, I've been saved and filled 31 of my 50 years and uh, faithful in that. 
but I know God more personally and more intimately than I ever have before. You know, truly there, that, that hope, um, that blessed hope has kept me and my daughter going. And uh, my daughter starts university in the fall. And last week she started a new job. I mean, we're just progressing as I had also shared with you in January, I, I will start on, on my doctorate degree the windows of heaven are just opening up. I mean, my wife and I were blessed and we had a blessed life, but God is just continuing to show himself strong and mighty in our lives. I'm just so thankful. I forget what you said. One of your, your pastor said something to you about. Yes. Uh, oh, a word. He, he had, um, he'd give me a word and said that God was going to be the God of the recompense. And uh, the meaning of recompense is to make amends to someone for loss or harm suffered. And truly, you know, as we've talked about it, God has been the God of the recompense. Um, Pastor went on to say, um, he looked at me, I mean, it was one of those where we were in the middle of service and God, and he turned and looked at me and he said, Oliver, he said, God has told me that every time you got a bad report and you didn't faint, every tear that you shed, God has a record of it. God has a record of every time you exercised your faith and you didn't fall back. Um, he said, you've been through things that you haven't even told anybody about and nobody but you and God know about it. But God has said he's going to be the God of the recompense. And I have truly seen the hand of God move mightily upon my life, upon my daughter's life, um, upon our family's life, um, even in the midst of this situation. Um, it, it, I have just been in awe of the favor and the blessings of God that have come even after this, you know, brokenness that we've experienced, but the, the brokenness has been done away with by the hope um, because, you know, I, we know he's the hope. So, Amen. Um, Amen. yes. And uh, as I shared with y'all last week, also, you know, your misery is your ministry, um, yes. being able to reach out to other people. And being able in the midst of your brokenness to, to extend hope to other people. Amen. Um, I think that's really powerful because even after I had um, the partial nephrectomy, they did it laparoscopically. So they punched five holes in me. Um, I, I did praise and worship. I had to sit down for part of it and I stood for part of it. I did praise and worship a week and two days after I had 20% of my kidney removed. <laughs> because as my, as my grandmama used to say, I was determined I was going to give the devil a black eye. He Amen. hit me with his best shot. So I was going to hit him back with my best shot. I wasn't going to, you know, and it was a little bit of a press. I was a little sore and, uh, and it was definitely a press, but I was, it was a press that I knew I had to do in my spirit. I knew I had to show the devil that he had hit me with his best shot and, and I'm still here. Uh, you know, um, even in the midst of this, um, something that truly did shake me all the way down to my foundation, my beautiful wife going home to be with the Lord. You know, like I said, that, that graveside service was on a Saturday. That Sunday I was back on the platform. I was ministering on the praise team. Um, and, and matter of fact, I even led part of the song, um, Israel Hope and turned it around. And, you know, there's one part in this, you have turned my morning to dancing turn. And so I was singing that part. And um, that mother I was telling you about, she said, um, she said, I was watching you on the live stream. And when you said, I've turned that morning to dancing and I knew you had just buried your wife the day before. She said, I lost it. I just came in blue. <laughs> and I just came. <laughs> so um, she said, I knew Brother Lewis. I knew you was going to be all right. I knew you was going to be good. So uh it um it, it truly God is just God is just 
awesome. You know, we ascribe other things as being awesome, but truly I, I try to save that word for God, for truly he is the only one and the only thing that's awesome. Amen. Well, we just want to thank you so much for uh, for doing this. Uh, this is going to be a big encouragement for a lot of people, uh, especially those people who say they don't think they can go through. You are the living proof. Yes, you can go through. So we thank you so Amen. much for being on. Um, and, and maybe we'll do this again. If we, I, I think there's still room to talk about other things as well to, to help people, help a lot of people. You're going to probably have people coming to you and asking for help and for <laughs> prayer. You, you can sure. count. Yeah, I think you, that's going to happen. God's going to use you that way because this is truly an amazing, amazing testimony of hope beyond, beyond brokenness. So Amen. thank you so much. And we appreciate you for doing this and God bless you. Father God, in the most precious and powerful name of Jesus, we just thank you for this time and this opportunity. We thank you for it going forth and ministering to those that people will be drawn by your spirit and by your presence. We thank you that you are near the brokenhearted and that you truly are the hope that gets people through brokenness. I just thank you and I praise you that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb, by the word of our testimony, not loving our life unto the death. I thank you. Father God, for being a good father, for Jesus being my big brother, and Holy Spirit for abiding on the inside. We thank you for this time. I thank you for this great man and woman of God that um, have taken this opportunity to minister to other people, continue to bless them and keep them and prosper everything that their hand touches and let it come to full fruition. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you would like to share your story of hope beyond brokenness, email us at cgmpresents at gmail.com. We can also be reached on social media, Facebook at CGM Podcast International, and on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, use the symbol at CGMissions. To access all of our podcasts by category, go to cgmissions.com forward slash podcast. Charles George Missions is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Donations may be made through cash app at dollar sign cgmissions.